Welcome. Welcome back. Episode three. Look at us. It's crazy. <laughs> Charging through episode three. Okay. Um, this is Literary Club Podcast. We give you book recommendations with content warnings and spoiler-free descriptions so you can find your next good book. Uh, do you want to go first? Pardon? Sure, I can go sweet. I can go first. Go first. Yeah. My first one is Confessions of a Shopaholic by Sophie Kinsley. I hate Sophie Kinsley with a passion. <laughs> I'm going to start off with that. I Don't say you hate her. No, I don't hate you her. You don't like her books. I hate her books. I hate her characters. Okay. Um, I have gotten so many of her books because they always look so good. And then yes. I'm like, I'm halfway through and I'm like, it's, it's by Sophie Kinsley. And you know why I can tell? Because all her characters are so bratty. They're so annoying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the movie too. Yeah. This is the one, Confessions of a Shopaholic, that's the one they made mm-hmm. the movie of, I think Amy Adams or somebody is the shopper. Yeah. But it, I mean, the premise, obviously, based on the premise, good she's going spo- to be spoiled. Yeah. No. So she, Becky is the main character of Confessions of a Shopaholic. She lives well be- above her means. She has a huge flat. She, it's set in London. Yep. Um, she has a huge flat. She has you know, like, all the clothes, all the name brand, Gucci, everything, um, and she buys, when, whenever she wants something, she just buys it, she puts it on her credit card, and she is in a lot, a lot of debt, and so this book is her trying to figure out how to get out of debt, and... Does she keep, I haven't read this, I, I, her books do not appeal to me at all, um, does she have to stop, like, does she trying to figure out how to stop shopping yeah. or is she just trying to make money so that she can continue to live she's, her glamorous lifestyle? She's trying to figure out how to stop shopping, but she also wants a better job. She hates the job she has now and she wants one that's, like, in fashion. Okay. It, she's a writer, but okay. the job she has is not in fashion. It's in, like, gardening or something. <sighs> Writing just, about gardening? I, yeah. yeah okay like it's it's no 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 that's fair she's not gardening no she's no, no, no she's writing about yeah um oh, there's anything wrong with gardening my no. daughter loves to garden <laughs> don't want to offend the gardening listeners yeah no it's it's gardening's fun plants are fun but oh they're always it's just you throw the book across the room and you're like why on earth did you do that why are you thinking this yeah. like they just they don't feel intelligent i guess yeah it's almost like no, obviously you can't keep doing this because this is what's going to happen. Totally. And yeah, I just... There's people like that in life though too where you're like, if you keep doing this stupid thing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting yeah. and you're not changing. And like it goes with relationships, all kinds of stuff. Like mm-hmm. people that have really bad taste in men or they're like hooking up with everybody left, right and center. And they're like, why can't I get a husband? And you're like, mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah. Um, and the same goes for money where it's like, it's whole hard because you don't want to like, we made such stupid mistakes with money when we were in our 20s, like beyond, I can't even explain all the stupid stuff we did. And then when we started doing like the Dave Ramsey thing, it was like, okay, then we realized how dumb we were. But I wonder sometimes if we ever told, if someone ever told us about that before, would we have even listened? Yeah. Like, I don't even know. I don't think anybody really did. And I kind of think we would have listened because when we did discover the Dave Ramsey thing, thanks to your mom. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, crap, we've been so stupid, and this is, like, the plan, and we're going to do it. Yeah. So you kind of think, okay, we were receptive to it, but we were never taught. We thought, like, oh, well, certain kinds of debts are acceptable, and, like, before you know it, it got all carried away, et cetera, et cetera. But then there's other people where it's, like, you say things. You don't say, like, oh, you should do this, you should do that, but you talk about your journey trying to get out of debt and stuff, and they just keep doing what they're doing, Mm -hmm. and they keep complaining about how they're paycheck to paycheck, and you're like, you make a ton of money. 
um, and you're paycheck to paycheck. Like, whose fault is this? I don't yeah. know, right? So that's it's just a hard thing. But the I think with, with these books, I, like I haven't read them personally, but I've seen I've read books like that. I just don't sympathize with the character because they don't even feel bad. Yeah. So like I've watched uh, shows where the character does do that, where she's like maxing out her credit card, but then she's like, oh, I can't believe I did that again, or like kind of uses and excuses to purchase. You feel like you're more sympathetic to what they're doing because mm-hmm. it's like this kind of nasty habit that they're sort of trying to kick yeah. as opposed to like, I just want to live this glamorous, fabulous lifestyle and I'll do whatever it takes to get there. And like, ha 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 And in the first chapter and in the first scene of the movie, it's her being like, looking at her credit card statement, being like, oh, this must be wrong and blaming it on other people. Yeah. Like she more so directs the blame to other people and it's like it's not her fault it's yeah it is her fault yeah, but it is exactly yeah and the thing is too i think and this goes along with that book scavenger that we talked about two weeks ago i think i just have to even if i don't like the main character mm-hmm. uh and think they're the greatest thing like a, a flawed main character is no problem with me i have to at least be able to sympathize with them yeah. in some shape or form for sure when i don't sympathize with them all and i don't like them Mm -hmm. the entire reading experience is not enjoyable at Mm -hmm. all and i as we said before read for enjoyment mostly or to learn friends with them yeah i could be or interested in them yeah or like hang out with them but with with her if i was near her i know i'd be like grinding my teeth the whole time being like oh you're so annoying you're frustrating me and totally yeah so I so and like the exception I would say is something like Gone Girl, where the character is a psycho, mm-hmm. and but it's so fascinating that you mm-hmm. want to read about it. Like what is making this crazy girl tick? Yeah, as opposed to not a clean book, by the way. I'm not recommending that one uh, for that. But it was one of those books where I was like, oh, I don't like her, but I'm fascinated as yeah. to what makes this person tick. Whereas the shopaholics, like I know what makes you tick. Nothing. Yeah, you're just driven by your greed to be super fancy and this fantasy buying all these clothes that are going to be out of style in five years or a year depending on how fast your fashion cycles go so why are so many people loving these books then do they just love the idea the fantasy of being able to buy whatever they want maybe or maybe makes them feel smarter like they're not that stupid i really don't know i I would love to meet a sophia kinsley fan yeah if you comment below if you love her and tell me why i don't judge you if you love it hey if that's interesting to you we're gonna talk about a book that you love and i judge you for a little bit miss bunkle's book yeah no the oh the chocolate chip cookie oh okay (laughs) so this is not the one i read i mean i read this one too the coconut layer cake murder i recently read the caramel pecan roll murder which is one of those two-week loans that you can't renew that drive me crazy I think These the title are, alone I know, explains. don't even get me started. I know. Oh, my face. Okay, so the title alone, I should know. But this is a series, okay? It's a series by Joanne Fluke. The first one is called The Chocolate Chip Cookie Murder. It's about a woman named Hannah Swenson. She is a baker. She has a cookie shop called The Cookie Jar, and she has a red SUV that says Cookie Jar on it. And I just think that sounds great. It's very cozy. She lives in Minnesota. All her family and friends are these super fun people. It's a really cute little town with all these great characters. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the first book. Okay, she witnesses a murder. She's a baker. You know, it could Mm -hmm. happen. Anybody can witness a murder. For sure. It Mm -hmm. is what it is. Or she stumbles upon the body at the end, after a murder, I should say. The police are incompetent, of course, as they are on all these books. Mm-hmm. And she saw, she takes it on upon herself to solve this murder. And she's super mm-hmm. smart, so great. Good for her. Then she witnesses another murder in the second book. And the third book. And the fourth book. And the fifth book. And the sixth book. And the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. And we are now on, I want to say 22? This, like, it's in the 20s. Okay? It's been going on a long time. So... 
The problem is, I mean, I read these with my mom. My mom and I like these books and they're cozy and you know exactly what you're going to get. And there's recipes in there. So like we're not talking like any literary awards here. There's like recipes in between for like cookies and stuff like that. And there's a love triangle between her and this like dentist who's super, super nice. And this cop who's more like a player and very handsome. But I don't know why I keep reading them now. I've gotten to the point where I'm like, why am I still reading these? What's going on? It's the same every time. And like nothing happens. I like I it got me for a while. Like there was like sort of a twist a few books ago that something sort of happened in the plot. And I was like, okay, like something's going to change. But now we're back to the same old deal. And I have to say, and I don't know if this is a bad thing to say, but I have a feeling she might not be writing them anymore. So she's like in her 70s. I haven't seen an interview with her in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Her son is like, I think, running her social media I'm, I mean, hey, if you know something about this, please let me know. I think she might not be writing them anymore because I feel like the style has changed and more okay. it's more simplified even. And I just want that. I want it to end. I want the series to end and I want her to pick one of the two people and I want her to be with them and then have it be over. So I've decided to stop reading them. I'm going to say this. Lily, you can be my witness. I'm hold you accountable. And everybody listening, I am not reading these anymore. They come out at the end of February every single year. One comes out and I always get it and I always read it. So this year, February, I am not going to read it. And I'm going to wait till someone tells me the series is complete and then I will finish it. I do think it's one of those books that'll never be finished. How is that possible? I think it'll just go on. It's and people on and like on. me. This is we're the problem. Mm-hmm. We just keep on buying them, keep on taking them out of the yep. library, keep on reading them. So they keep on making them. Twenty something. This is ridiculous. What is wrong with this small town? That many murders? Like this is crazy. Everywhere she goes, somebody dies. Maybe she goes her. to a Bake Off contest. I'm like, someone's gonna die. Yep. She like there's some festival comes town. Someone's gonna die. Yep and she always ends up with the person like i'm not spoiling anything you know they're the same all 20 of them she's gonna end up alone with the killer somewhere and then she's gonna get him to confess or her to confess and then she's gonna be in danger and she's gonna just narrowly make it out with her life she Mm -hmm. should you know what and we talked about this if she was the killer of all these people and it was like a big conspiracy in the last, that'd be crazy. Something be like so that. Good. I feel like that would just yeah. like blow it up and be like, totally worth it. I'm reading them all again. Mm-hmm. That's not what's happening. We'll it's like Murder, She Wrote, but with baking. Totally clean. There's no sex in there at all. There's no swearing. There's no blasphemy. You know, 100% clean, cozy mystery. If you're looking for something super cozy to curl up with on a winter night, I say read some of them, read some of the early ones. They're actually quite good, the beginning, like when they're actually developing the characters and developing the relationships with these two guys and things like that. My f- absolute favorite is Peach Cobbler Murder. I think it's like number seven or number or some, somewhere around there. So okay. if you want to read one, I'd say read that one because um, there's this one character who you really hate and that kind of makes it interesting. Yeah. So anyway, that's the um, all the... Baking Murder Mysteries by Joanne Fluke series. That's the Hannah Swenson series. And the TV show adaptation, the Hallmark one, is called Murder, She Baked, which is not good in my opinion. And they made all the characters super handsome and beautiful and in real. She's supposed to be like overweight, redheaded, frizzy-haired girl. And Norman is supposed to be like overweight, short stature, balding. And they picked this guy who's like basically a model to play him. Yeah, And... That kind of gives away, that takes away from the whole love triangle because she's like more attracted to the other character, but Norman is so nice that she can't kind of decide between them. And it's like, well, that takes that away. Now your nice guy is actually a supermodel. So what's your problem here? Anyway, next one. Inkheart. 
by Cornelia Funk. Um, this one is such a good book. I love this book. So let me read the little synopsis. On a cruel night, Maggie's father reads aloud from a book called Inkar, and an evil ruler escapes the boundaries of fiction and lands in their living room. Suddenly, Maggie is smack in the middle of a kind of adventure she only reads but in books, and Maggie must learn to harness the magic that has con conjured this nightmare, for only she can change the course of the story that has changed her life forever. How old is Maggie? Like 11. Okay, so is this a kid's book? It's... Yes, um, it did win the 2004 Book Sense Book of the Year Award for Children's Literature. Okay. Uh, and then teachers have also rated it um, the top book for that they give to their children. Okay. To their students. So it is or kids or young adult. Yeah. But um, you enjoy it as an adult. I like it. I'd, I'd read it again. It's, it's fascinating. Like, you become immersed with this world that's between, like, real life but then this also like book world that's come alive and yeah it's, it's really well done and I like that I like fantasy books that are believable that you're like okay like, if I can believe that someone could yeah. come out of a book then the rest of this is all believable. yeah like I understand yeah. like the the magic that's happening here and it's not yeah. just it's it's explained yeah yeah no I like not that. so much like oh I'm in like some random universe with all these different weird names yeah. and weird stuff like that it's like okay yeah. there's one thing I need to believe that people can get out of books and into the yeah. world and then once I believe that then the rest is like okay I yeah. can come along for the ride exactly. I totally agree I feel the same way about fantasy yeah science fiction is hard for me for that reason mm -hmm. I have read a few science fiction that I really like where they somehow managed to like convince me of all these other different things but I would say my suspension of disbelief is limited. Yeah. So I need, it needs not to be too outlandish. Mm -hmm. I need to believe it could happen to me. Yes. If yeah. people could get if, out of books. Yeah, if so now is the whole thing taking place in Maggie's world or does it go back into the book itself? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's, it's a mix. So there's this one character that you meet pretty soon on. So it's not that much of a spoiler um, called Dustfinger. And I love Dustfinger. He is the type of guy that I will always find attractive. <laughs> Uh, he's like, I don't know, bad boy, like silent, mysterious. And he has this little creature animal thing that's with him all the times. And he is from the book. Okay. So it's Maggie and her dad and Dustfinger going on this journey to try and A, put him back in the book and B, save the world from this bad guy that's okay. come out of the book. Cool. Yeah. So good versus evil, the kind of standard yes. thing, yeah. but also in a totally different twist. Yeah. Okay, I didn't read this because I didn't finish it. I just read the beginning and I was like, this is way too long-winded for me. Mm. And I gave it up. Years ago, though, we're talking like years and years and years ago, also a dollar sale at the library. Can't resist you guys. Have to go for it if it's a dollar. So maybe it was 50 cents back then because it was years ago. Inflation's crazy right now. So I did not finish it and I feel like this is making me want to give it another try. I would try I it yeah. when your daughter's old enough. I um, almost read it together. Like in seven years when she's okay. like 12. Well, well, I'm just saying I'm not going to read it now. True. That's Maybe a long time. That's fine. Yeah. I'm waiting for Harry Potter for her. Yeah. I've never read Harry Potter. No, I read I the, started the first it. one and I was like, I want to wait and read yeah. this with my kid. Yeah. So I could do the same. I mean, she's going to, if she's anything like the rest of our family, she's going to be like blowing through all these books. So there's nothing wrong with saving a few for, for sure. later on. But yeah, I just, it was just too much. I was like all the description at the very beginning. I was like, oh, and this I love feels, that. oh gosh, maybe I won't. No, I think... Well, I don't I'm know. Maybe make that you face won't in my like cartoon it. Face. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. But I liked Gone with the Wind. And yeah, I whoa. liked it because I had so much description. No, no. 
And I can't skim. You know how some people skim? Yeah. My sister's a hardcore skimmer. I can't skim at all. I read every single word. So if there's yeah. too much description, they're like describing a mud puddle and like the tree leaves and stuff. I'm like, I hate this. And mm-hmm. I'm literally reading every single word. So I would try it. It's a trilogy. I can give it a, I can give it another go. I feel yeah. like my reading has evolved somewhat, yeah. not a ton, but I feel like I should try it again. And if not, I can wait. And maybe my daughter will love it. It's a trilogy, but just read the first one. Okay. Stands alone. Yeah. Other ones are trash. As per usual, we can talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of trilogies, this next book is called Miss Bunkle's Book, and it's by D.E. Stevenson. Uh, my cousin, our cousin, found this book at a thrift store just randomly as like a total, yeah, like random find. We never mm-hmm. heard of this author before. This book is fantastic. It is about a woman named Miss Bunkle, uh, Barbara Bunkle. She is living in the 30s. She's a single woman, almost like an old maid getting up there. And she's been living off her dividends of her inheritance, which I'm assuming is like interest. So she would be getting these dividends regularly. And obviously it's the 30s or sorry. Yeah, 30s depression. So she, the dividends are like running low or running down, basically. Everyone needs money. And she's like, okay, I need some money. What am I going to do? I could like have chickens. I could do this. I could do that. And she decides that she's going to write a book. And she writes a novel about the people in her town. And she changes all the names and everything like that. And, but it's like very descriptive and very true to these characters. And obvious who is who, if you know them. Yeah, and it turns into a massive hit. And all the people in the town read it and they know it's based on them. And they are desperate to find out who wrote this book. Because she writes it under, um, I think she calls herself John Smith. Like something really generic. And a man. So they think it's a man. So, and then the book kind of goes back and forth of like some of these people are starting to kind of almost do the things that are in the book that inspires people or like mm-hmm. it's it's all over the map, the reaction. I love the witty dialogue. I love the outlandish characters, the small town feel of it. I love the secrecy and like who's going to find out and what's happening. It's totally clean. There's nothing bad in there. Language is cleaned. Content is clean. So honestly, I highly recommend. I was chuckling when I read this book on like, I don't know where I was, somewhere I shouldn't be chuckling out loud, probably like a waiting room. And I was like, and Matt was like, my husband was like, what's so funny over there? And he loved it too. So yeah, Miss Bunkle's book by D.E. Stevenson. The second one is called Miss Bunkle Married. I did not like that one as much. Okay. And the third one's called The Two Mrs. Abbotts. I just bought it and I haven't read it yet. The reason I didn't like Miss Bunkle Married as much is because of there was more description. It took too long for mm-hmm. me. It was like 75 pages before like things started really happening. Oh, okay. However, probably also because I had really high expectations because I really liked Miss Bunkle's book. So then when I gave the second one to my mom, I said, oh, it's not as good as the first one. Mm -hmm. Then she loved it because she was expecting it to not be good. And then she was like, oh, I was like totally surprised. It was actually really good. So it's a lot about expectations. It's a lot about what you think it's going to be like. So, uh, but yes, I highly recommend this if you're looking for a good clean read. Uh, And I'm going to, I'm going to see if D.E. Stevenson wrote, she wrote a bunch of other stuff and I'm going to see how that stuff is. And I'll let you guys know. Sounds good. Uh, last but not least, The Goose Girl. There's no cover on this. I don't like dust That's covers. So I take them off. And somebody bored it and it got really wet and I don't care because I feel like books should be loved. And it adds to the I don't. I love when books are like kind of get wrecked a little bit. Yeah. Just Look how many accident. people have re- wrote, read this book. So this is by Shannon Hale, The Goose Girl. Uh, it's a not a trilogy. There's four of them. So yeah. a series. 
It is about a girl who is a princess mm-hmm. of a certain land, and she's very shy, and she's very um, just not sure of herself. Mm-hmm. And she has to travel to another kingdom, I guess, um, to get married, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the adventures that happen to her during this journey. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to give anything away, because a lot think- of this book is plot. On the back of the book it does say so she's the crown princess which means she's supposed to come become the queen yes but her mom in a kind of tactful way so that she can prevent a war arranged it so that instead of becoming the queen she now has to marry someone else right okay so she knew none of this until like a week before she left she's never met this guy before yeah um and then her lady in waiting it does say this on the back of the book i'm pretty sure but i don't want you to give it away no don't give it away okay read the book i'm serious it's so great just read it you've got a teenage daughter this is like my number one recommendation for a teenage girl it's clean it's so plot driven and interesting there's a little romance in there there's adventure in there there's suspense in there Mm -hmm. with that blonde guy you know and you're Mm -hmm. like when yeah 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 she knows what i'm talking about so i would say Yes, highly, highly recommend. Shannon Hale also wrote some other books, but this is my favorite of all her series. However, I have not read the Princess Academy series. And it's because of the title. I think that sounds really flighty and awful, but people have said it's fantastic. So I think I'm at the point now where I've been convinced I've read enough Shannon Hale that I really like that I would be willing to read Princess Academy too. But as well, I should say, not Mm -hmm. too. Um, But yes, this is, the first one is called The Goose Girl. Then there is Anna Burning. There is Forestborn and River Secrets. And they're all good. But this is the best one. And And I will say... Oh, I liked Anna Burning, actually, a lot too. I liked that one. Um, We should probably mention that the premise as well is that nature and humans can all communicate. Oh, yeah. That's like the fantasy aspect of it. But it's, it's realistic as in that she just learns how to speak like a goose. That's why she's Goose Girl, is because she can communicate with geese. And she mimics their, like, squawking and their... Yeah. Yeah. But also the, like, elements of nature and stuff. Like, yeah, there's that fantasy element in it. Mm -hmm. And it's based on a fairy tale, loosely, very loosely based on a fairy tale, which is called, I believe, The Goose Girl as well. Yeah. It's kind of an unknown, more of an unknown fairy tale. really cute, short, short stories kind of throughout that she tells that I'm always like, if a kid wants to hear a story, that's, I repeat that story because I think it's so cute. Yeah. And she's very likable, Mm -hmm. but that she's, it is one of those characters where you're like, come on, get it together. But yet she's likable. See, that's Mm -hmm. what I mean about the the opposite of the shopaholic. It's like, she doesn't have to be this like superhero amazing character no. for you to like her or to even like even if I don't necessarily think I would like her and be like best friends with her you can support her yeah. and cheer her on yeah. or be like okay I get where she's sort of coming from maybe if I grew up in that kind of household I'd be like that mm-hmm. maybe if I was a bit shyer I'd be like that R- relatable yeah so yeah I yeah I can't say enough about Shannon Hale I really recommend and I would say it's kind of too bad that it's sort of skewed towards a female audience like a pink cover or like a I feel like I if I could get a I think I got my nephew to actually read this but he reads everything he devours books like a snack it's like oh I give him a trilogy when he comes for the weekend and he's like I'm done anything else so he read this too I think and thought it was Mm -hmm. good but I think this would be hard to a hard sell for boys whereas there's a lot of males 
in lead roles in the book. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, I think it was just marketed that way. Yeah. And I think the same thing goes for the Princess Academy. Maybe they marketed that way on purpose and people like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They're like, Princess Academy, that sounds great. And then they read it and it's actually really a cool adventure. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I'm like, oh, Princess Academy, that doesn't sound good. No. And I know Sarah McKenzie was the one who first turned me on to Shannon Hale. And she said the exact same thing. That was the first thing she said. She said, don't, li- don't pay attention to the title. Mm-hmm. Sarah McKenzie from Read Aloud Revival. We love her and read aloud family book she does great book recommendations and she said um yeah don't pay attention to the to the cover and to the title of yeah. the princess academy she's like gotta read it yeah and she said that her daughter i believe this was her daughter came and like she had like devoured it and she came up to her and was like put it down on the table like at night and was like mom you have to read this and then it's like that's great it's like yeah. something you can read together and discuss that's like to me that's goals of that's like cute parents and reading to your kids like all these years you read to them and then it's like they start reading on their own and you want to still be part of it and you Mm -hmm. want to be involved not for you as a selfish person but because that's part of the enrichment of reading Mm -hmm. and like let's talk about this scenario that happened in the book that might never happen to me but Mm -hmm. something similar could happen to me it's great to learn um, have moral discussions and have experiences in a book that you don't have to go through because you can read about it and you can think okay what would I do in that scenario Or what should she not do? Or like all these moral dilemmas that are going to, you're going to have moral dilemmas, maybe not as exciting, but they're there, right? So anyway, highly recommend. We did five today, five books. And we will post those. We'll always have them in the com- in the description so you can look up the books. And um, if there's commenting available wherever you're listening or watching this, please let us know what you think. Or any suggestions of books that you like. Yes, that we should read that yeah. are less than 500 pages, please. I'm a very busy person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not reading God with the Wind. I don't care how many people comment. I will talk about it, though. Yeah. It's one of my favorite of books. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. All right, bye. bye.